Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith Curtis with Finish Well Podcast. I am so excited that you've joined us today. This is episode 151, Do We Really Need It? Just do it, Nike shouts. Do what, you wonder confused? I'm loving it, McDonald's declares. You are loving what, you're thinking inside your head. Yes, advertising slogans dazzle and repel us, too, (laughs) depending on what they are, from billboards to glossy magazine pages to Internet pop-ups, from the sides of buses to television commercials. We are inundated with advertising. So how do parents and teens and children combat the advertising that leads us in the wrong direction? How can we separate our desires and wants? And I know for many of us, we don't even think about how advertising affects us until we see the dark fruit. And then honestly, we don't even realize that it's advertising that's played a part in that. So we are going to talk about this. I know you probably think this is so weird. Why are you talking about advertising on a homeschool podcast? And it's because advertising affects us. And you know, we are a target audience as homeschoolers. So yep, we are. We're a target audience. So I think it's really appropriate that we address this and that we are able to rightly handle advertising. We live in a culture that is heavily influenced by advertising. It drives our holiday celebrations. It influences our standard of living and it shapes our desires and our dreams. Did you know that advertising in America dictates when we decorate for Christmas? You know, long ago, before marketing became such a big part of American culture, and business, people would celebrate Advent. So you had four weeks of Advent before Christmas, and that was really a time of fasting and contemplation and prayer and just like getting your heart ready to receive the coming King. Well, the 12 days of Christmas started on Christmas Day. So Christmas Day was day one, the day after was day two, on and on until you came to day 12, which was right the night before Epiphany. So then Epiphany was the next holiday. So from Christmas to Epiphany, December 25th to January 6th, you had the celebration of Christmas. And then after Epiphany, people began to put away all their Christmas things. And in a lot of cultures, like in Germany, it was a big tradition to put up the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve and to take it down on Epiphany. Now, here in America, if you kind of study the culture, we are inundated with Christmas from the day after Thanksgiving, which, by the way, is one of the biggest shopping days of the year. We are inundated with Christmas from the day after Thanksgiving all the way to Christmas Day. The next day, 
the Christmas carols stop. <laughs> you know, not everywhere. You know, a lot of cities keep the lights and things up until the day after New Year's, but it's very, very quick. And I know there's a radio station I listen to because they play Christmas carols all December. And I don't usually listen to the radio. I usually listen to audios and um worship songs, but I'll, I'll listen to all these Christmas carols. But I, I got in the car the day after Christmas last year and they had stopped and I was so upset. But what happens is that in America, we're driven by advertising. We're driven by marketing. Come and buy this for Christmas. Buy this food. Buy this gift. Buy this beautiful outfit that you have to have for all the Christmas parties. And imagine if if I decided this year the church Christmas party is going to be on Christmas Day 6. And everyone would say, what? Christmas is over. But no, back in the olden days, that was just part of the Christmas feast, the Christmas celebration from December 25th to January 6th. Now, even people who celebrate Advent, celebrate Epiphany, they probably are heavily influenced by this whole idea of all the Christmasing done in the month of December until Christmas Day and sometimes until New Year's. But again, that's all driven by advertising. Do you know that advertising affects what foods we serve at Easter dinner? It does because we always see these pictures advertising the ham. We see these pictures advertising certain foods and grocery stores will sell certain foods that are available for Easter. And what about Valentine's Day? You know, if all the kisses begin with K Jewelers, then does the poor husband get no kisses that can't afford to shop at K? Well, that's what advertising tells us. So the power of advertising in America is astronomical. If you think that Crest toothpaste will get you a gorgeous guy or girl, would you even think about using another brand? So that is advertising in America. When new products come out, they entice us with their promotional ads. And suddenly we think that we need something that a day before we didn't even know existed. Now, there is nothing wrong with shopping. I love to shop. There is nothing wrong with selling. I'm a publisher. I sell my books. I love my books. And I think they'll be a blessing to people. But I don't advertise my books with a very fast, sleek-looking car giving the impression that if you use my curriculum, you're going to be wealthy and drive a fast car. You know, you can have purity and you can have holiness when it comes to advertising. And I'm not saying there are a lot of companies out there that they are good in the way they advertise. They do have integrity, but there are a lot more that do not. And advertising appeals to both our good desires and our evil desires. That's how it works. So let me explain. Advertising will appeal to the deepest needs and deepest desires within us. So they will link a product with a universally des desired thing. For example, we all wanna find the perfect mate. So if a product is shown that will m help us in meeting the perfect member of the opposite sex, 
then we will definitely want that product. It might be toothpaste, it might be mouthwash, it might be hair conditioner, it might be clothing, it might be jewelry, whatever it is. If it tells us we could meet our perfect someone if we just use this product, we are so much more likely to use that product because we want that. We want that universal thing. And so if it links a product to getting that, pulls us it pulls us to wanting to want to buy it all people that i know want to be loved and admired so if shoes or clothing appears in an ad as a surefire way to get admiring glass glances from everyone in your life you're going to buy those clothes you're going to buy those shoes or maybe you know it's a briefcase commercial and the guy gets this brand new leather briefcase of a certain brand and suddenly everyone he passes on the streets of new york city goes wow look at him he's just so super cool (laughs) okay i'm being a little bit silly but the truth is that we are easily manipulated and i hope that doesn't offend you because we all think we're so far above that we don't like manipulation but advertising uses so much manipulation sometimes advertising can even cause you to sin men are attracted to beautiful women so some ads will that are geared to men will plant a lovely girl in a strategic location usually wearing very little clothing And this not only appeals to the flesh, it not only appeals to universal desires, but it can stir up lust. And so advertising can also stir up greed. And if you're listening and you're a teenager and you're saying, wait a minute, you know, what am I supposed to do with all this money that I'm making at my job at Chick-fil-A? Well, there are other things that you can do with your money, and I recommend some different podcasts for you. But in the meantime, just know that even if you're a teenager and you don't have family to take care of, you're still accountable to God for how you spend your money. And I know looking back over my years as a teenager, as a young mom, as an older mom, as a grandmother, I have made a ton of mistakes. I have fallen for the advertising game. I have gotten things I didn't need. And and we all have done that. And so if we can just be honest and say, hey, all of us are easily manipulated by advertising and we've all gotten things we don't really need, but we don't have to keep living that way. Like we can stop. We can end it. We can turn over a brand new leaf. We can live a different way. And Especially if we are children of God, that means that the Holy Spirit is in us. And I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit is not manipulated by advertising manipulation. The Holy Spirit is not. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and the Holy Spirit can give us discernment, but we have to not quench the spirit. We have to feed truth to ourselves. And so I want to give you such a good example. I love this example this is um this is the example of jesus and jesus handled advertising in such a cool way so what exactly happened to jesus well satan was marketing the kingdom of darkness 
He was trying to recruit Jesus to a lifetime of serving him. He presented three ads to Jesus. They weren't pop-up internet ads. They weren't TV ads. They weren't sleek magazine ads. But they were advertising just the same. The first thing Satan did is knowing that Jesus was super hungry because he was fasting, he offered bread. Mmm, bread can smell so delicious and be so satisfying. But Jesus was smart, and he told him, I prefer to live by God's word rather than Satan's bread. Second, Satan twisted the scripture, asking Jesus to throw himself down and let the angels catch him. Jesus refused. Jesus Christ would not put God to the test. He wouldn't do it. And he actually quoted a scripture that said, it says, do not put the Lord thy God to the test. Finally, Satan offered Jesus wealth and power. Christ had already laid these things aside. Did he miss them? When he laid aside his glory, when he took on human flesh, did he miss the wealth and power? Did he need the wealth and power? No, Jesus needed only to submit to the perfect will of God. Jesus resisted advertising with the word of God as a weapon of truth. And I love this verse, Matthew 4, verses 10 and 11. Jesus said to them, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. Wow. So we can do the same thing. We can imitate Jesus in the way that we respond to advertising. You see, he combated lies with the truth, and we can respond to lies with the truth, and we can respond to marketing insinuations with reality. When our flesh says, I have just got to buy that new, I don't know, computer, dress, car, motorcycle, power tool, pair of shoes, cruise tickets, We need to respond with truth. My computer is doing everything I need right now. My car is running five. I um, already have 123 pairs of shoes. Maybe I should even give some of them away. What about when we see an advertisement and it is using the subtle trick of linking a universally desired thing like a happy marriage, a mate, a fast car, admiration, or athletic skill? to the product what do we do then well we tell ourselves the truth using crest toothpaste will not get me a boyfriend or girlfriend it just won't but what I really need to be asking myself is what is the best toothpaste for me to use to keep my teeth healthy, to keep tartar away, to keep the buildup of plaque away and maybe crest is it But we don't want to get crest because we, in our minds, subtly think it will give us a perfect mate. What if we are the target of a certain, as part of a segment of society, what if we are a target by certain advertisements? And let me give you an example. Life insurance and stock brokerage ads are often found in financial or news websites or sometimes during sports games. And 
because those newsletter those websites are are often visited by upper middle class businessmen and businesswomen and you know upper middle class businessmen and lower and middle all tend to watch sports so or athletic wear and gear are advertised in sports magazines so that athletes will be sure to see them and in their subtle thing they're a target group as athletes and they're getting this subtle thing you're i'm going to be faster stronger and better if i wear these shoes or if i buy this sports outfit um if we're watching a tv show or a sports game a lot of times they'll advertise snacks because we have got it in our mind as americans at least i know i do that when i'm watching tv i want to be eating something and where has that come from it's come from advertising so what do we do when we see that well i'm watching um a sports game and all of a sudden this ad for combos come on now i really like combos but i've had a hearty dinner and i don't really need anything more so i need to speak the truth those combos really look good and maybe that would be something i could have with my sandwich tomorrow for lunch but right now i'm not hungry so i'm not going to eat or what if um i'm thinking you know if i just got a new pair of shoes i would be the best on the soccer team we have to tell us ourselves no the new shoes maybe we do need better shoes but don't assume the most expensive shoe is the best shoe don't assume that it may not be true what we may need to do in telling ourselves the truth is to say you know what i probably need to practice a little bit more and maybe i need to eat a little bit more healthily and so that again we tell ourselves the truth what about when advertising isn't honest how do we follow jesus example when advertising isn't honest well we have to investigate companies sometimes companies to pretend to be very family oriented companies and promote family values when in reality maybe they're giving tons of money to abortion and we need to investigate companies that we support stores that we support and is is that what we want to support because we are voting we are voting with how we spend our money we are saying yay i like you company or thumbs down no i'm rejecting you not just with the quality of the product but with what those companies stand for so one of the things that i like to do is i like to find out where companies actually spend their money because i like to support companies that spend their money in honorable ways like hobby lobby i love to shop at hobby lobby and i just love the way they handle their money i i'm very impressed with how they handle their money did you know that most companies targeting homeschool families are not homeschooling themselves in fact most homeschooling companies targeting christian homeschooling families are not even christian so if you look at all the different homeschool companies and yes there's a lot like me that are homeschooling families and sometimes the kids are grown but they you know they are actually homeschoolers and they actually produce materials but there's a lot of companies out there 
that that isn't the case. They're just very large companies, and they know they need to target homeschoolers, so they have a slick marketing program, and you get their their newsletters and things, and you think, wow, they are really like the neatest homeschoolers. And, and so I'm not saying it's wrong to purchase from those companies, but if you are wanting to get materials to help you grow in the Lord, do you want to get materials from Christians or from people who are just targeting Christians? So those are all the kinds of things that you need to think about when you're thinking about responding to advertising the way Jesus responding to advertising. We can imitate Jesus in the way we respond to advertising. He combated lies with truth. And he he responded to insinuations with reality. I know I already said that before, but I want to drive that home. It's not wrong to buy new things, but don't fall into the trap of letting advertising dictate what and when you'll purchase items. Seek the Lord. Tell him what you need and what you want and give him time to provide. I cannot tell you how many times I have rushed in to buy something and then the Lord like drops it in my lap and I think, why did I spend the money? The Lord was going to provide this for me. When I wait on God to provide for me, then the money I would have spent on the item, I can give into the kingdom or I can give to the poor. So don't rush into buying things. Satan is always in a hurry and God never is. And that if you feel pressured, if you feel like there's a deadline and you've got to hurry, that is not the Holy Spirit. And you need to just step back and wait on God's timing. Seek God about your needs and desires and talk about it as a family. You know, it's not wrong to want a really nice pair of shoes, but do you want those shoes because of the name on them or the swoosh? Or do you want those shoes because they really are good quality shoes? Learn about how to tell if something is good quality. Learn what it, what makes a good tennis shoe before you start going out and purchasing one. Don't just go for the highest price. And work together as a family. Watch advertisements together and look for the little tricks that they use. Look for the way that they, they match up their product with an insinuation that if you use their product, this amazing thing will happen. And again, it's not an outright lie. It's just an insinuation. And as a family, you can begin. It, it This would be a really fun family night. You could get together. You could watch different commercials. You could look at different pop-up ads and you could examine them and you could say, okay, what is this what is this ad saying that's true? What is this ad saying that's not true? And what are the insinuations? And you'll find some ads are completely true. And some ads are complete lies, but most are somewhere in the middle. And you just have to use discernment. And you may end up buying the product, but don't buy it for the wrong reasons. Well, I hope I really gave you something to think about. Advertising is such a big part of our life. I know I have two son-in-laws who are in marketing, so I am not against marketing. But we need to use discernment in the way that we live our life. Because every decision we make, including how we spend our money, we want to honor Jesus. 
So I hope this has challenged you to step back when you see an ad and think about what is true. And remember Jesus and how he dealt with a really evil marketer named Satan and his advertising and how he combated the lies with the truth. You need to do the same thing and you will be successful. God bless you. I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.